What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping in for another episode here on the show. Uh, Before we get started, I do want to say that I have uh, different links in the description to help you get started either in crypto or in the stock market uh, with links from Crypto.com, Webull, um, E-Trade, and uh, Binance. So those links are in the description. Webull's doing a a pretty big giveaway where you can uh, win up to 100 stocks for starting an account and uh, depositing uh, the minimum account balance over there. And uh, then you just get randomly selected uh, stocks and you kind of get what you get. But uh, always nice to get something free. So if you want to start one of those, please use my link. I would definitely appreciate that. And then, uh, yeah, we'll uh, I guess we'll get right into it. So, you know, well, one, it it was a terrible uh, rough week here again. You know, I think that makes seven in a row on the uh, on the Dow. We had uh, those problems with uh, retail numbers and pretty much we're we're still trying to kind of sort through all of that. But uh, in other news, I did actually receive my first NFT and uh it was a process i did not really think it was going to be so difficult and probably a little bit more overwhelming than i thought it was going to be as to getting the nft starting a metamask account and then trying to get one to the other and be able to view it in metamask i still haven't figured that part out but i I have it uh from the autograph.io for uh an event that's coming up and they uh, they gave them out free, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and claim that thing. So it's, it'll be the first year um, of them giving out these NFTs. So I figure someday, eh, hopefully, it has some value. And uh, apparently, some other people do too, because they they keep you know uh, the, the numbers keep going up as to how many people are claiming their their free NFT for the event. But uh, yeah, so that was kind of neat. And uh, keep seeing more Rivian trucks popping up on the roads. I think I've seen about three or four of them now. And I was up at Home Depot getting some uh, some materials, and this thing was parked way in the back of the lot. But people kept coming up to take a look at it. As I was loading up, I, I saw probably four or five different people walk up, taking pictures, checking it out. Uh, pretty neat. But uh, they are uh, starting about eighty thousand dollars, which feels about the same as a, a fill up uh, at the gas station anymore. So maybe it is cheaper to just get one of them. But uh, yeah, so gas price is still still trending higher. We're still looking at uh, breaking five or six dollars uh, at peak summer times. I'm, I'm thinking we're we're definitely going to be over five, and we'll we'll see if we get to that six dollar mark. And uh, ultimately, I think by the end of the summer, that'll probably be the peak. They'll they'll probably uh, government will probably say, oh hey, you know we did everything we could. Oh, and by the way, it's an election year, so now hey, gas prices are coming down. But that's my thought. We might have that inflection point to where they start releasing reserves or um, hopefully some stuff gets back online in Russia. And then we don't have all the problems with uh, the shortage from over there. And uh, ultimately, you know, some of the different uh, countries around the world can can start getting oil from other places. And, you know, some of the the, supply chain problems ease up. That's really my hope. But uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, in other news, we had the uh, the White House come out and say that they are going to uh, invoke the Defense Production Act for uh, baby formula. Definitely a problem. What's going on? And the shortages around the country are 
you know, getting getting pretty bad out there. So I definitely feel for uh, anyone that's really uh, looking for that baby formula. It's uh, certainly trying times. And uh, hopefully they get that uh, back up and running and we can get the materials we need from around the world in order to make enough to, you know, feed feed all these children. So that's uh, that's definitely uh, worrisome and troublesome. But uh, all the people out there flipping uh, baby formula on all of these auction sites, man, that's that's awful. I've I've bought and sold a lot of things over the years, but never, never anything to keep food out of, you know, kids mouths. That's uh, that's on a different level. But um, yeah, so then we've got uh, Finland and Sweden looking to join NATO. I think we uh, we backed those two countries saying, hey, that's a good idea. And ultimately makes uh, pretty much a couple different countries around the world that are against all of NATO. So uh, I think it makes everyone a little bit stronger. And then uh, looking over at Tesla, we we're, we're talking about the Twitter problems and, and Elon's basically trying to figure out how many bots are on the Twitter platform. And, uh, you know, is it more than that 5% that they claimed? Or is it, uh, how can he prove it really? We're trying to see if, if it is more, does he, is he able to kind of renegotiate the price? Uh, ultimately, I don't know that he can really prove it. So we'll see if, uh, if he's stuck in the deal, if he could back out and uh and pay that one billion dollars which i don't even think is an option any anymore but uh because i believe it's already all signed and pretty much ready to roll unless uh i guess unless he he proves otherwise but uh then we had uh some different price cuts uh on the the stock price for tesla i think wedbush was uh at fourteen hundred dollars and they re um evaluated now they're looking at a stock price of about a thousand within a year and uh tesla did go under 700 dollars yesterday and i i think i'd come on here and said hey if it got in the 700s or 800s i'd be looking to add uh i haven't done that yet it is my largest position so it is one that i would uh really need a discount on myself to go ahead and buy that one but uh somewhere in the the sixes or 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 fives. Once I have some some more cash built up, I'll probably go ahead and nibble here and there. But overall, that's really what I have been doing is just kind of nibbling where I can and uh, trying to build these positions and these companies that I'm a firm believer in a uh, long term. And I didn't mean that as in a firm uh, because that one's still uh, a risky fintech play. But uh, you know what? What did I buy? Let's take a look here. I, I know I added a couple shares this week uh, after buying some more last week, and I went ahead and bought uh, bought some more Citibank on that pullback after Warren Buffett bought. It went up to fifty one fifty two. Uh, I waited a couple days, which I, I generally like to do, and let those prices come back down, let it settle out. So I got some more in the forty nine dollar range. I uh, did buy some more Nvidia because I don't think these prices are going to last and they've got too many. I think they got about seven different verticals that they're really looking to build out. Uh, Omniverse, Metaverse, AI, autonomous driving, uh, you know, mining, cloud, all, all these different gaming. So they've got a lot of different verticals that I really think are going to do great in the next five to 10 years. And I think they're just a good, solid company. And those those prices have been about cut in half. And I really don't think that they will be there for long. So I went ahead and bought some more NVIDIA, bought some more CrowdStrike. And uh, again, that cybersecurity play, uh, I just really like where that's uh, positioned. 
and uh, you know the the hackers and the the scammers out there are still trying to go after everyone's money, everyone's assets. So ultimately, I think these are a couple different companies that uh, well, one Citibank, uh, four point two or three percent dividend, and uh, a lot of different things that uh, look like they are going to be. Uh, in a better situation. Plus, you know, you got the backing of Warren Buffett. If he starts buying billions of dollars, uh, a lot of people take notice and then some people will will rush into that trade. Uh, so I did let that one settle. Kind of what I said to do with uh, and with really anything, you know, after uh, Target or Walmart dropping 20, 30 uh, percent, I tend to give it at least a couple days to kind of settle and, uh, you know, to where you can kind of see where it's going, how much drop is left. Are there buyers coming to the rescue or is it just a complete blood blood bath? Can't talk. But uh, yeah, then NVIDIA, CrowdStrike, like I said, just just good names. I, I did compare it to a couple others. Uh, I was looking in other retail stocks. Uh, some of them were just a little too high. Uh, the peg ratio on NVIDIA had come down to a reasonable amount for me. I think it was a 1.2. I might have that one wrong. But uh, even some other stocks that were in that retail space or uh, consumer discretionary, things like that, those peg ratios were still pretty high or the uh, the multiples were still pretty high. So I, I kind of wanted to build my tech position on this dip. And then if we look over at the uh, the sector spiders, the ETFs, you know, you kind of get the same uh, picture when you're looking over there. The If I'm looking at the one month, on the S&P, we're down about 12.5%. Um, the only thing that's in the green, uh, the, the one trade that I've kind of been talking about, energy, 1.3% uh, up. Consumer discretionary, down 22%. Consumer staples, 12%. Uh, healthcare is even down 7.5%. So you have real estate, 16% down. So all of these things are down except that uh, energy number. So, you know, where are we finding the, the better values? Consumer discretionary, uh, certainly with Target and Walmart uh, selling off so hard, those are going, that number is going to be a little skewed because of those. Uh, technology's down 12 and a half. And then when I was looking at, uh, if you look out to six months, technology's down 23 and a half percent versus consumer discretionary at 33. And the other loser, the, the big loser is communication services. And uh, like I said, these these tech numbers, the PEs uh, in the S&P are now lower or equal uh, to the average of the, the rest of the remaining sectors. So technology generally it trades higher. Right now it's about the same, you know, that uh, 15, 16, 17 range as what the S&P, the, the rest of it trades at. So you're getting better prices on tech versus uh, some different value names. And we had talked about Clorox and Pepsi and, you know, even, you know, prior to all this sell off, Walmart being uh, a good bit higher, even, you know, some of the healthcare names are were trending higher. But then we found that, you know, these aren't really safety names right now. You know, we're finding that even Walmart can have problems. Uh, Target can have problems. And we kind of thought some of those names were were safe. And then when they proved not to be safe, you know, that's kind of when everyone ran out of that trade. You know, they buy up bonds or they're buying up uh, whatever else looks like it's a safer play that's on sale. But for me, 
again, with that longer time frame, you can take that risk on uh, some of these really beaten down names that are more in that blue chip area of tech. You know what I'm thinking like NVIDIA, Apple, Microsoft. And is that saying that they're at a bottom right now? Uh, no, but I, I do think that they are much closer to that bottom. You know, we could still see Apple go back down to the 120s, 130s. Uh, we might actually be in the 130s right now. I, I'm not uh, 100% on that number. But, uh, you know, we could certainly, yeah, Apple's 137. We could certainly go back down uh, a good bit lower. You know, the, the PE on Apple is probably one of the higher ones in the, the large cap tech. It's still trading at a 22. I remember when this one is at a 16 or 17 and, and no one could really uh, see it getting out of that range. It was kind of like, you know, no one wanted to pick it up when it was at 16, uh, 16 times earnings. And then it just took off. It went up to that 25, 26 kind of PE levels. And we've, we've definitely brought it back down. Um, so now, you know, do, do you wait for it to get back into the, the 120s or 115, you know, I don't know that you necessarily have to do that, but uh, I would continue to dollar cost average if you're looking to build a position here. And for me, this one's still a large position. Microsoft's a large position. Uh, I'm still looking to buy more Google. Uh, I would probably buy some more Amazon. And uh, someone just came out with a, a new price target on Amazon. It was, I think it got moved from a buy to a hold, but the, the price target was still 4,100 and they're at 2,100. And I think that was a 12-month price target. I, I I don't really understand how it would be a, a hold. Uh, maybe they think there's a little bit more downside in the short term. But uh, yeah, I mean, Google right now is at a 19 times earnings. For for me, that's that's pretty cheap. And uh, I think Ford uh, PE on it's even cheaper. So this is one that I want to get into. You've still got the growth. You've still got uh, a lot of people bullish behind it. They did come out with some some new products. Uh, Apple did just release their, or they didn't release it, but they they had a their board meeting and they showed their their board their uh, their new product, which is going to be a VR headset. It's going to be the first new product uh, since the Apple Watch in uh, 2015, I believe it was. So you know they've got uh, some different things going on over there. We'll see ultimately what they are going to do, what they're going to release, and uh, where we go from here. So in looking of uh, over Walmart and Target's numbers a little bit more, we had talked about they had uh, some inventory problems, some buying problems, and they couldn't get everything in the store that they needed, whether it be toys or suitcases or, you know, different things they needed for, um, you know, kind of a changing market. They kind of stocked up on stuff that uh, had been working over the past two years, but now they are, well, Walmart announced that they're going to be doing uh, rollback pricing on 10,000 different items that they have in the store uh, or online. I'm not not sure as to if they're all right, you know, hands on in the store or not. But that uh, that kind of came after they said, hey, you know, we still got uh, rising inflation in uh, in food prices. The The budget's not going as far. People are still coming in to get their their food. But uh, if we start doing rollbacks on these other discretionary items, um, are they going to go ahead and pick those up if they have that disposable money and the prices have come down? So that's kind of the thing. They're trying to, uh, you know, deal with the the food pricing and then try to get people in the store and buying some of this extra inventory that they have on the other end. 
So I do think that uh, that is certainly a problem. The uh, the earnings report and the the conference call basically said the same thing. It's uh, it's definitely a challenge right now. So I'm not rushing out to buy this one. As I said, I wanted Target to to come down some more and ultimately get that uh, that dividend yield up a little bit more before I touch it. I know that PE at a 15 is about where we want it, but uh, I definitely in in a perfect world it is. But when you look at everything and put all the pieces of the puzzle together with what they're saying on the conference call uh, and and basically all the problems that they're facing right now, it's really I don't want to rush out and buy this one. I don't think that uh, that it's going to rocket higher tomorrow. They've at least got a quarter before uh, they can prove that you know things are getting better. So for me, uh, I'm not saying I wouldn't buy it or wouldn't even not buy it here at these prices. But uh, ultimately, I want to see some clarity. I want to see that they're got things under control, and that this was just kind of a one-off quarter, and they're they're kind of pivoting from this point. So if uh, if people actually get back in and they start buying some of these different items, and uh, Walmart and Target, TJ Maxx, all of them, you know, they don't have to sell their their inventory at a lower price you know tj maxx is probably going to buy up a lot of this different discounted inventory from these retailers that are having a hard time getting rid of it so the uh the apparel space is definitely hurting and uh you know we'll, we'll see what happens there but really I, I think you've got a little bit more time like uh on some of the the high growth tech names i think you've got a little bit more time you know, could we bottom and, and turn around tomorrow? Certainly we could. And some of these uh, these high flyers might might take off 10 or 20 percent. But uh, I will point out that we're still down 80 uh, percent on some of these these big names from some of these highs. So you really want to be careful as to what's going on. I will continue to dollar cost average into names that I know and love. But uh, it's really those high conviction plays that I think are going to rebound quicker and at this point, I think that the uh, most of the selling is baked in. Uh, we have seen the market actually start uh, pricing in more of these rate hikes. I think about 90% of it has been priced in at this point. Uh, versus, you know, a lot of people on YouTube or wherever have been saying, oh, all these rate hikes are priced in. They they haven't been. And now we're getting to the point where the market is is forecasting out a little bit further. We've ultimately had this complete sell-off. And, uh, you know, money came out of stocks to buy bonds, to buy food, to buy gas. But uh, once we get to that inflection point where the uh, the food kind of stops increasing, the uh, the cost of living starts going down, whether it be cars or houses or whatever, uh, and people are a little bit more comfortable with what's going on, I think we will start to see that market uh, kind of flip, you know, that uh, the oil kind of prices start to settle back down and not just be on this rapid rise. And then ultimately, I think people will slowly start getting back into the stock market. But uh, it is very hard to time a, a, a bottom or a top, really. But uh, so I'm not one that wants to go ahead and get out of my positions. I know a lot of people are saying, hey, you know, you know, sell in May and go away. But ultimately, I don't know that... Uh, unless you're sitting at a computer and you're watching all these moving averages and you're looking at all the Fibonacci scores and you're really paying attention, I mean, yes, you can set some some market prices or uh, limit buys, limit sells, but it's really hard to call that that bottom. Uh, so, you know, you might uh, might get close, 
but uh, I, I would hate to see people go ahead and uh, and sell everything and then have that market really run back up and then you are not in that position. Uh, you know, when actually things start took, taking a, a positive turn for you. So I want you to really think about selling out of your positions and waiting for things to get better. Uh, for me, this is more of a time where prices are on sale and this is, you know, it's it's rough out there, but it's the time you really want to buy. You know, if you wanted to buy that house when it was 750000 and now the same house is 450000 and you're thinking, man, you know, I should be buying a house, but I'm I'm scared. Things look ugly out there. Like, why did this house get cut, you know, by three hundred thousand dollars? You know, you really kind of want to look at all those things. If you were if you were ready to buy at seven fifty, why not at four fifty? So that's kind of what the stock market is doing to us right now. We've seen, you know, those massive companies, even you know, Tesla that was at uh, north of a thousand down in the six hundred range. We've seen even the the Walmarts and Targets of the world you know, come down 20, 30%. So it doesn't really matter where it is. If you were looking to buy these, these names at, uh, at much higher valuations and they've come down now, uh, I think it would be a good time to start nibbling. We are much closer to a bottom, uh, than we have been. And, uh, for me, if those, uh, those yields and those price targets and everything looks attractive and the company's still in good form, I don't see a reason why you wouldn't want to add and build up that position. But uh, we're going to take a break. I will be right back after this short break. All right, we are back here. So if you could do me a huge favor by uh, liking, subscribing to the, the podcast and uh, sharing it with some like-minded investors, uh, that would mean the world to me. If you could uh, leave a comment on uh, whatever listening platform that you are uh, listening on, that would uh, be great as well. Definitely helps get us uh, moved up in the algorithms. And uh, if you want to uh, contribute to the podcast, you can do that over at anchor.fm slash let it grow, uh, where you can contribute as little as 99 cents a month. I hope that this podcast is bringing you some good value, and I would definitely uh, appreciate all those things. So with that being said, I, I wanted to get back over to the, uh, the NFT side of things. Uh, I know it's kind of foreign to a lot of people. And uh, I think a lot of different technologies, when they come out, there's a lot of uh, people who are going to be reluctant to try them or what's the point. Uh, you know, when even you look back at the Internet, a lot of people thought it was a fad. It wasn't going to happen. Home computers weren't a, weren't a real thing. No one really needed it. All these uh, all these different, you know, arguments against it. Uh, no one's going to, you know, why would I ever need email? I could just, you know, call them or whatever. And then people start adopting it, you know, similar to, uh, you know, online shopping. A lot of people said, hey, that's never going to catch on. Who wants to order their food online? And here we are. Uh, so when I look at NFTs, it's kind of the same thing. You know, there's a, a lot of uh, reluctancy to start or, you know, what's the point? Everything like that. And I'm not saying every new technology is, uh, is going to be a home run, is going to be the next Internet. But uh, looking into it more, I definitely see that there is a lot of validity to it. Um, you know, if uh, an artist has an NFT for a concert or for, you know, a show, anything like that, there's a lot of different things they can do with it. They can, you know, well, one, you can have a customer list. You know, they all these different uh, accounts downloaded the NFT if it's free. Uh, you know, you can send them different updates for shows and things like that or... Um, if there's a royalty associated with a piece of artwork, 
uh, you can, you know, you could sell it off and then the, the artist can get their royalty check out of it as well. So there's a, a lot of different, uh, you know, caveats to an NFT. And ultimately, I think that it is going to just be a digital uh, collectible that people are going to want to show. Um, it kind of verifies people in the way that, uh, you know, the internet is kind of notorious for not doing, you know, anyone can stand next to a, a fancy car or, you know, you know, at a jewelry store or wherever they are an event, but are they really there? And is it really theirs? Is it just kind of a, an internet flex, if you will? Now I think NFTs are going to be verifiable that, Hey, you know, you were at that show in uh, the, the last concert in 2020 before the world got locked down. Or, you know, you actually bought this uh, this new sports car and you got the NFT in your wallet to show it's actually yours. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of people that want to adopt that sort of technology um, to, to be, you know, to, to kind of show off and to also... Uh, get some of the different benefits that artists or businesses or whoever sends you the NFT might actually uh, be kind of incorporating with that deal. So I, I think there's a lot that, uh, you know, will, will be going on with these things or, you know, the, the first race of someone or the, the last sports event or whatever it might be, there's going to be people that want them. So I, I do think that it's going to be a place where, um, you know, it's kind of like your, your trading cards from as uh, as a kid, but now everyone in the world could see it if you make it a public a public wallet. So now you can kind of uh, show off in a in a bigger scale, or you know, get different re rewards in a different way. And ultimately, I just don't want to be the one that's stuck in the past saying that hey, you know, the internet's not real; it's not going to work. Or you know, why would I ever use email? I want to be kind of up with the fact that other people are, are using this technology and at least to do a little bit of research and uh, ultimately dive down that rabbit hole to see what it's really all about. So I guess I'll go ahead and say, you know, I'll encourage you to, to at least check it out or get yourself a little bit smarter about it. I'm not saying to rush out and buy every, uh, you know, NFT that's out there. There's definitely tons that I don't think are going to do anything. Uh, most of them will probably lose their value. Uh, and so I'm not really saying that. Like I, like I said, I got a free one. And uh, I think that's kind of going to be, you know, part of the, the future is, you know, you, you get a digital ticket, you get a digital, uh, you know, kind of receipt for, for buying something or doing something. And uh, I think that's going to be more the, the end use of it all. I don't really think everyone's going to just keep selling pet rocks. I I'm not really about that. So but I encourage you to take a look, kind of dive down that rabbit hole yourself, see what it's about. I've still got tons to learn about it, but uh, it's certainly out there. And uh, I do think that more people are going to be looking to incorporate this technology. So with that being said, we've got, uh, you know, the week 21 investing challenge results. Uh, we had five different names this week, as we always do. And uh, those names were going to be the uh, Battery Play Charge Point, FinTech Name, and uh, Affirm, uh, Crowd or uh, Web Security, and uh, that one is uh, a local company is Tenable T E N B. We had Tesla on a lot of the the Tesla sell off news. That actually, I think, uh, well, a lot of these names would have been great to buy on uh, on Monday here, but. Um, 
Tesla. And then the last one was Google. And we are going to be buying uh, Google, $200 worth for the Weeble portfolio. We are currently still down in this portfolio, but we will keep buying up these dips and wait for this, uh, this market to really reward us. Uh, so we will continue to average in uh, by buying another $200 of Google on uh, that Weeble portfolio. And uh, as I said, that uh, link is in the description. If you need to get started, you can do fractional shares. You can do crypto. Uh, you can do a, a bunch of different uh, ETFs and things over there as well. So if you need to get started, uh, it's a good good place to get uh, get going on all of it. And then for week 22, uh, you know, it's really tough to, to narrow down all these names. There's a lot of things that I think, you know, this one will be good in a couple of years. This one's uh, at a discount. This one could uh, really pop if this deal goes through or, you know, it just sold off too much. But, uh, you know, so there's a lot of different reasons. Sometimes it's more industry focused. This one's a little bit more broad based. But, uh, okay, I guess we'll just go ahead and get into it. So the first one is going to be Albemarle, ALB. ARA Lithium Mining Company, they are, uh, you know, one of the top two in my mind as far as who's really mining lithium. Uh, so this one has actually been doing pretty well. And I continue to think that they are going to do better. Uh, I still think that lithium demand is high. Uh, Elon said, hey, can't we go, you know, tweeted out, hey, can't we get some more people, billionaires to, to look at building a lithium company? Uh, it is a high PE at uh, 100 times right now, uh, so you're really paying up for that growth. It's currently trading at uh, 236. Uh, it's got about 15% of upside at 272, but uh, this one has really done well over the uh, the course of this market sell-off. This one and uh, Livevent, L, uh, LTHM is the ticker. They have both really done fairly well, all things considered. Uh, with what's going on in the market. And uh, I really do think that they are going to be a, a real winner in the next five, 10 years. So I wanted to include that one. And uh, I didn't include LTHM. I, I know Albemarle a little bit more. They've got a 0.6% uh, dividend. Uh, so you do get a little bit of a dividend there. It's not, not anything to write home about, but uh, it is a company that I do believe will be doing great things in that lithium space. Uh, hopefully we don't get too many uh, other competitors. I'm, I'm sure other companies will pop up, but uh, they are kind of that leader in the space. Uh, the next one is going to be a video gaming uh, play. And, and this one is one that Microsoft wants to buy. There's a deal on the table at $95 a share. Uh, Warren Buffett was actually buying this one. Um, and even if the deal doesn't go through, I still think you end up with a great company. And that one is Activision Blizzard. So uh, for this one, I'm kind of looking at that deal going through. Uh, currently, it's trading at $77. And uh, the deal is inked at $95. Uh, you still have a fairly low PE for what it is right now at this one, which is a 24.6. I know we like them a little bit lower. But, uh, you know, this one tends to, to run a little bit higher. Uh, so you're getting uh, hopefully some, some equity right off the bat if this deal goes through because you're, you're buying it at 75. 
and uh, or 77 and then if this deal goes through you get uh, that $95 a share pretty much right off the bat so you'd be up about $18 uh if the if the deal is approved I, I know that Microsoft's got enough money for it that's not even a issue of concern we just want to make sure that you know all the other uh the SEC and everyone allows this deal but uh ultimately even if it doesn't like I said you, you still got a uh a company that's in a good good place. Uh, Best Buy came out and said that the gaming business is strong. Uh, I think a, a couple other uh, retailers came out and said their, their gaming business has been strong. And ultimately, that's I, I think one that uh, is going to be a good spot to be. Uh, the, the third one we're looking at, and this one is going to be something that I think um, we're, we're trying to find the bottom here. And as I said last time, you know, after about three, four days in a, in a big drop, some most of the time you're going to see that that stock price really kind of level out. Uh, and this one I'm looking at is going to be Target. And, uh, you know, the, this one, if, if people want to go ahead and buy it, I'm, I'm completely fine with it. The uh, the P.E. has dropped down to a 12.7. Uh, last time we had looked at it, it was around a 15. And uh, you're getting about the, a 2.3 percent dividend. I would like it to be a little bit higher, but ultimately, I, I don't think that uh, Target is down and out. As I said, you know, next quarter we really might see a turnaround if uh, these inflation numbers come down, food prices come down, and they don't have to eat so much of the costs. We got a lot of supply chain back. Ultimately, I, I still think you know they do have rising labor costs. They've got rising fuel costs. Uh, they they do have some headwinds, but ultimately, I do think that uh, twelve is getting a little cheap. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.